Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle, the podcast. I'm the host of Honey Badger, giving it to you straight in the RV business as always. Today we've got a very packed show with a lot of information. Information you may miss out on if you skip around the episode. Make sure you pay attention, especially if you're in the market to buy one in the spring of 2024. Okay. First thing I want to cover today is news that is disturbing. It comes from RV Business News. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to read this. You'll see me not look in the camera and read this. The Canadian Recreational Vehicle Association reports that RV wholesale shipments into Canada for the third quarter which is ending September 30th, totaled only 4,459 units. It's 4,459 total units. That's total between motorhomes, travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, tent campers, truck campers, etc. So that's the entire industry. Uh, and, and if you compare it to 2022, when it was 10,269, so that's a just under 57% decrease year over year. Now, a lot of people are gonna go into a little bit of a panic about this. This was written um, on November 22nd, so right before Thanksgiving's, um, we'll call it Thanksgiving's vacation time. And it's very interesting because the retail activity went up So this is what I've been talking about a little bit that you, the consumer, need to understand. The RV world already had a bloodbath and we're just starting to come out of it. We had a, you know, Josh the RV nerd made this big, huge speech about how we're going through an RV bloodbath right now. We already had it. And this is proof positive because the RVDA of Canada reported that retail activity during the third quarter totaled 11,329 units. And when compared to the wholesale shipment, that means dealer inventory levels continue to be significantly higher and are being decreased during the period, which would be considered abnormal compared to historical stats. But let me back up for a second, because RV Business is owned by Pete Legal and Bob Martin. They are the heads of the two biggest corporations in the RV world, Thor Industries and Forest River Incorporated. Pardon my sniffles. So to give you context, dealerships are overstocked in Canada, and they're still overstocked here in the United States. Give you an example. Compared to 2018 numbers, we still have an 18-month supply of new RVs in the United States of America. And compared to 2018 and 19 in Canada, if you look at their surveys that they have, it tells you that Canada still has about a two-year supply of RVs still on the ground at dealership lots. What does that mean for you? Well, 
I should say, what does that, what does that uh, mean for you? Brought to you by Alloy Man. <laughs> oh, man. I love these Alloy Man power tools. That's why I'm making a joke about it. <clears throat> Friendly joke. So what does it mean for you, the consumer? It means you are in the biggest buyer's market there has been since 2010. We now have surpassed 2018's buyer's market. And what I mean by that is not the profit level, but the buy down of the interest rate. So you're starting to see a few patterns occur throughout all the US. Not sure about Canada too much because I don't know Canadian banking laws that well. But I do know here in the United States, dealerships are no longer necessarily discounting the units to a loss they are now taking and making profit but buying down the interest rate with the profit so there's a lot of unique ways that dealers are creating magic i'm one of them i've had to be extremely creative this month of november to get the 11 or 12 deals i have out for the month and the reason why I've had to get creative is because we have people with trade-ins and not very much cash. Okay, so moving forward, the next step in evolution would be, you're gonna have to pardon me on this because I'm gonna read off this last part. RV wholesale shipments into Canada year to date for nine months ending September 30th was 19,865 versus 48,670 in 2022. So it's representing a 59.2% overall decrease. So what does this mean for you, the consumer overall? The same thing I just said, except for one additional item. If you don't go out and buy these RVs at the heavily discounted prices, at the heavily bought down interest rates, more than likely you will not see any innovation in the industry for five years. So this is the problem that you're going to run into. A lot of people don't want to go buy a travel trailer right now because of the fact that interest rates are high. Okay. Because you don't understand how money works or how the business works, it's very hard for you to make a decision. There are people not ready. By the way, I'm not speaking to anybody that's not ready. And what I mean by not ready, you don't have your down payment ready. You're still rebuilding your credit a little bit. Or maybe, here's the best part, or maybe you just don't have the time especially coming around the holidays right now, a lot of people don't have the time to invest themselves into the RV purchase. We're now gonna be what I call fighting Santa Claus because we're just after Thanksgiving. And then we're gonna fight the tax man for another month. So there's two months in the industry where it really dies out. You start seeing more people take their time off, their vacation time um, before spring hits and everything, all hell breaks loose again. But if you guys want innovation, you have to spend the money on these RVs. You have to get help the inventory. You have to help the dealers across the US and Canada get rid of the inventory on the ground. You can't just sit and wait and go, well, I wonder what they're gonna do for 2025. 
No. If you're in the market at any point in the next six months, you need to buy what's on the lot. Because if you buy what's on the lot, then innovation can start happening again. If you let it sit and you're waiting for some miracle to happen where they're going to come up with this miracle pill in an RV, it's, it's never going to happen because the dealerships are not going to buy the inventory, period, and report. As long as they have a two-year supply of new RVs in Canada and as long as they have an 18-month supply in the United States of America, nothing innovative is going to be sent to the dealership lot because they need to clear out inventory first, okay? Perfect example, guys. I have lost, selling 11 units, I have total lost $50,000 in profit here at RV Exchange in Pahrump, Nevada. I've been averaging selling them for $5,000 losses. That's overall. That's including what I have to pay for the trade. That's including any bank buy-downs. I've lost a ton of money this month selling units but it's time to shrink the inventory down. And I'm not gonna order new innovative inventory until this stuff is gone, right? So in order to do that, you have to be willing to buy the stuff that's on the dealership lot now, not what you think will be on the lot down the road. And by the way, it's still the same stuff you want. It's just you're afraid. Here's, the, here's let me just throw this out there. A lot of people are just afraid they're gonna miss out on something if they don't wait. You're not going to miss out on anything. I'm telling you. There's no innovations going on. I've done a ton of videos on my regular channel about this. Okay. The other part is I want, I want to go over um, the KOA report. The KOA report is a monthly uh, recap of, of how campgrounds are looking. Now, I know yesterday we talked a lot about used RVs and older RVs getting into campgrounds. KOA, which is the Campgrounds of America Incorporated, uh, does a, a monthly research edition type of article for RV business and RV uh, news. And, and they do such a great job. I have never read it here on the podcast before, but I want to do it because this is very positive, very vibrant news that excites me as a RV nut, you know, it says the campgrounds, uh, the November 2023 edition reveals a notable increase in healthy holiday travel expectations. Notice the words healthy, <laughs> healthy meaning in context, not everybody's like a freaking zoo out there, but it ain't dead either. It's, it's normal, healthy RV travel. With camping emerging as a favored option for Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas celebrations, an ongoing research initiative by the leading outdoor hospitality brand, KOA's report points to continued enthusiasm for camping as a preferred mode of travel. This is, this is exciting. Now, what they did, guys, was there was a poll that I actually received as a member of KOA, and I also received it through my company, through my media company. And I wish I could get them on the podcast. I really would love to be able to talk to somebody from their uh, spot to talk to them about this article or articles like this. <clears throat> the reason why is because to me, I wanna know just what the parameters of their research is 
because I feel the same way. When everybody that I have talked to, everybody, the, the enthusiasm that occurs during the holidays. Okay, let, let, let me be a little more blunt because I'm dancing around it. My YouTube journey with HBRV Lifestyle, that's the name of my channel. Not the podcast, this is the podcast version of it. The actual channel. The, the three, four months that I have grown the most, which will shock people. It shocks my friends, it shocks my coworkers, it shocks my family members, is November of 21, December of 21. Actually, at the end of December of 2021 is when I officially reached 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. Now, I thought that that was just nuts, that that's got to be like an anomaly, right? Well, it did it again in November of last year in 2022 and December of 2022 were my two largest view months ever and my largest subscriber gain months since I started the channels. So out of the last uh, 30, no, out of the last 20, this is going to be month 24, after, no, this is month 26, sorry, after 26 months, four of my best months have been November 21, December 21, November 22, December 22, and it looks like I'm going to break November of last year's record this month. Not just in hours, but in views and in subscribers. So it, it, it correlates, right? Moving on. Enthusiasm for holiday travel among campers, among campers is exceptionally high, with 90% anticipating travel during Thanksgiving and or Christmas. Conversely, just over 60% of non-campers share they are embarking on holiday trips. Of those traveling for Thanksgiving, an impressive 45% intend to camp, making it the holiday with the highest camping participation. Hanukkah is the second most popular camping option with 36% of travelers sharing their desire to camp. Now, the reason why Thanksgiving works so well is because most people will take off on Wednesday and come back on Monday. So it gives you five to six days. And usually a, a Thanksgiving can be done uh, the week prior to have dinner with family. And then you get those days off where you get to go camping. A lot of desert, especially in the West Coast, lots of desert campers. It's really the second biggest holiday of riding season at the beginning of the season. So if you don't know, the beginning of the season usually happens right around Labor Day. Even It depends on the heat, right? And then the biggest holiday weekend to start is Halloween. And then after that, it's Thanksgiving. Veterans Day, not as much. But Thanksgiving weekend is a huge riding season. Glamis, Ocotillo Wells, go out to Bryce Canyon, up to the Mesa, Arizona area, Tucson, Arizona, going all the way up to Flagstaff, Arizona. These are all great riding season areas to camp and ride. Same with places like Klamath Falls, Medford, Oregon, things of that nature. So these are very exciting times for me because it means that we have not lost our enthusiasm for the RV world. 
And I believe that's because everything's so expensive. When I was on the road with Coachman, uh, I, I was telling Red this. I told Red this one day that crap's just really expensive. Like when I used to go into a show in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I stayed at a, I had to stay at a Hampton Inn, an hour and ten minute drive away from the center where the 10-day Salt Lake City show goes. So I had to stay by the Air Force Base. It was the only thing I could find under $200 a night. We're talking about Hampton Inn, guys. We're not talking about, like, the Marriott or um, uh, the Hilton. We're talking about an entry-level hotel. It blows my mind. And then if you go look at Motel 6 and Super 8 Motel, you're spending 120, 130 for a, we'll say less than desirable room. So if you really think about it, if you went and took a six day vacation out, even here to Las Vegas area during a holiday weekend, you're spending 2500 bucks just for the rooms and transportation. That's not including dinners. And what do you really get? You don't get the family time. You don't get, you, I mean, you get to drink, you get to gamble, blah, blah, blah. But you don't get the family time that you get when you camp. And between, a let's say, a toy hauler payment that's like four or 500 bucks a month, you get to go and take your own house out and vacation however you want, whenever you want. So I get the understanding. For $2,500, that's basically five months, four, five to seven months of a toy hauler payment. If you're going to Hawaii right now, they are jacking the prices up in Hawaii. Just literally, I looked the other day, and to have a decent, a decent hotel and resort on the beach in the mainland, not even Kauai, Kaikiki, or any of the other, other little smaller islands. On the main island, it's five grand for a week. And that's not even all inclusive. That's just breakfast and, uh, and uh, uh, open bar. That doesn't include your, your lunch or your dinner. So just imagine that, five grand. Five grand gets you 10 to 12 months of a payment on a toy hauler that you can use more for longer periods of time than a one-week vacation in Hawaii. Not Nothing against Hawaii, guys, but that's just a good example of kind of why I'm getting excited about this article. Okay, to continue this article, let's continue. <clears throat> Whitney Scott, which I'm really trying to get Whitney on the podcast, Senior Vice President of Strategy at Campgrounds of America, Inc., expressed enthusiasm about the shift in travel, travel trends. We're witnessing a remarkable surge in interest for camping during the holiday season. It's a testament to how outdoor experiences like camping are becoming integral to more than just secular travel. 
Families and individuals are seeking out the tranquility of nature to enhance their holiday traditions. Mirroring the uptick in holiday camping, 36% of campers say they will definitely camp this winter, 19% compared to 19% last year. That's a good uptick. In all, over 60% of campers are likely to camp during the colder season. Notably, 60% potential winter campers will do so for the first time. So this is really good news. To me, this is, uh, to me, this, this is heading down the right avenue of a recovery in the RV world. And when, it's surprising because usually the car business crashes and recovers before the RV business does. But I believe, like I was telling my owner the other day, the owner of this dealership, I was telling him, hey man, I, I think we're, we're, I think we're gonna recover faster than the car business. I really do. I think the car business has just started to crash and we crashed last year. And there's already signs that there are more, there are a lot of potential buyers out there. They're just being a little more stingy about when and where they buy. They're looking for that deal of a lifetime type of thing. They're shopping themselves to death, which there's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for it. But that's kind of what we're going through. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to the next thing I really want to go over. This, this is probably the thing that irritates me the most today is uh, I, I want to cover um, I covered this in a short but real briefly I don't quote prices on my walkthrough videos whether it's a short whether it's a long-form video I used to put the MSRP I got bashed for it not by just dealers, but by consumers saying, that's an inflated MSRP, that's an inflated price. No, there's no way it costs that much money. So here's what I'm doing now. I told, uh, I told this in short, and I'll say it here today. I decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you to put your city and state or city and province in a comment section, so just put your city and state in the comment section, and I will send a link to you with your local, most local dealer that has it, so you can see their price. That way nobody can accuse me of being inflationary or being a sneaky, shady salesperson. I get called all kinds of names, it's crazy. Um, so that's all good. I covered that. We're good. I'm excited. Uh, okay, where is RV News? There we go. I want to cover one more article on RV News and we'll get on to something a little more exciting. Where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? Ah, here we go. IDS, this was something that was written on the 21st of November. 
Integrated Dealer Systems released its 2024 Dealership Industry Trends Report. The report provides industry data and 2024 projections. This is interesting. Uh, General Manager Frank Tabarini said softer RV sales are expected in 2024. Tamburini said the market is more stable and sales volume may be similar to pre-2020 years. Hold on. Duh. Duh. <laughs> the report said cost increase may lead customers to become more selective with spending. IDS suggested dealer collaboration with lenders to offer financial solutions. IDS report highlighted new RVers entering the market. An IDS survey showed 34% of interested buyers today were families with young children with 28% being millennials, Gen Z, and 25% being retirees. As millennials and Gen Z have entered the RV market, the report emphasized dealers' need for technology-friendly features, environmentally consciousness, and remote workspace importance. Tim Barini said younger buyers will begin their research online, so having updated websites is important. Now, this is full of crap. But there is part of the truth. Most of the Gen Z and millennials are going to do all their research on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I guarantee you. That's why I'm pounding social media with my knowledge. That's why I have this podcast to give people knowledge. I don't want Gen Z and Gen millennials going out there blind with dumb information. And that's why I do this podcast. And that's why hopefully it'll reach and go big next year. <clears throat> really effective dealers are really targeting the demographics slightly differently. IDS reported consumers valuing simplicity and cost-saving options over luxury. As a result, consumers have expressed increased interest in towable RVs. The report also addressed aged inventory issues. Tamri said dealers should have easy access to the reports that will actually show inventory. Tamburina said dealers can apply the data to marketing and sales departments and steer customers toward aged inventory. Now there is a point in time. That's why I'm, see the problem is, is that dealerships can't steer you when you don't want to go. And most people don't want to go to 2023s because of the stupid marketing crap that you guys did. And I'm talking about you, the RV manufacturers did. You hyped up 2024 so badly that now young millennials are like, well, where's all the innovation that came out? And then you try to explain to them, well, until I sell this inventory, I'm not taking 24s. That's a lost deal right there. That person will give up. Or they'll drive whoever, who, to whoever has a 2024, and then you lost a person in the market. What needs to happen is manufacturers need to get back on TikTok, get back on social media, and they need to tell you, the consumer, that they lied to you about 2024s and that they're going to give rebate money on 2023s. That's what needs to happen now. That needed to happen six months ago. But hey, you know, water under the bridge. Let's move forward. Let's get you guys on the path of actually getting on board with discounting the dealer's invoice for them so that way they're not losing as much money, okay? And, and, and that's where the segue of the next, um, that's the segue of the next segment of this podcast. 
Look, I, I, I'm, I'm all about making money. Okay, I, I like making money. Everybody likes making money. Everybody likes it when their bank accounts fuller, and their bills are paid, and there's food on the table, and there's a little extra inside the savings account. It makes us all happy. It makes us all comfortable. It makes us all breathe better. I am so proud of you guys that not, you guys did not go and buy junk trinkets for Black Friday. Thank you. Fr Black Friday to me, just when I saw all the stores empty, when I saw that the projections are going to, the, the, the actual sales are going to come in way under projections, I got super excited. I'm like, these folks are literally going to be able to do something next year. They didn't go spend five and $6,000 on Black Friday of money they didn't have. They didn't go put a bunch of money on credit cards. They were thinking, okay, I'd rather get, like I told, I told the kids and I told my, my wife and I told my family, let's do one gift per person this year and just let's make it $20. You know, let's spend no more than 20 bucks. Let's enjoy Christmas. And, and that way nobody's breaking the bank for, for, I don't know how to put it. It's just like, there are more important things in life than a te another television or another tablet or a new iPhone. A phone is a phone. I upgraded my phone only because doing this this social media thing doing this influencer stuff i needed a, a better camera phone i needed more storage in my phone i need more durability but if i didn't have that if i didn't need all that i would never bought this phone we just have to be a little smarter because the things we want to do in life are easy to do if we don't go spend a bunch of money on shoes cigarettes alcohol um, things that don't I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not saying don't drink. I'm talking about like go to the bar. Like you can go buy, um, pardon me, my nose is itchy. Good Lord. Um, you can go buy, go to the bar and you can spend $300 at the bar buying people drinks. Or you can go buy a bottle of liquor at the grocery store for 30 or 40 bucks and it lasts you all week. You know? Or you can buy go buy two a bottle of tequila and a few beers and have friends over playing cards or playing Monopoly or playing video games, and that costs you, let's call it fifty or sixty dollars, maybe seventy, instead of three hundred, and you get the same experience, right? This is how we're gonna afford. This is how we're gonna get out of this and be able to afford the things that we enjoy and love, right? So that's my thought process. Um, that's it for this evening. Thank you so much. I thought I would do a real quick episode. I got to drive down to San Diego uh, tomorrow. So the podcast is going to be done out of my RV in San Diego, in El Cone, California. And uh, we might do it live tomorrow instead of being a recording. So um, I might just turn it on to a live stream and just start talking. Until next time, until you hear me again, remember RV stands for toolkit and sense of humor. Have a great night.